for the song Fish and Chips tells the story of my life as a young man growing up in England. That's that's crazy. Do you remember that one? That's a, that's a throwback, right? Like, that's from like almost a year ago. Yeah, it feels like longer though. Oh like, genuinely. Yeah, a go go is uh. Interesting. Isn't he like? Isn't he what? On ice or something? I have no idea. I genuinely don't know what the deal is. Okay. Um, I'm really intrigued as to like whether he's you know kind of back in the picture for this London show and what that mean what that would even look like at this point because it sounds bad. So the Cody match was May 2021, and. After that, he kind of went away, and I think he had some sort of injury. And he hasn't done anything since then of note, right? I'm not – I'm maybe I'm forgetting well, that chat. Dark. That's all I remember, because I remember yeah. he yeah. like, religiously. He's been on Dark, but in he terms of, like, now? TV, I think not – maybe not consistently, but I've seen he's been on Dark, like, on occasion in the last six months. I would would be my guess. Um, he was on the press release, unlike Mr. Kip Sabian. No one going was pointed out, so – Maybe they're going to ramp it up for London. Um, we shall see. Quickly, because this is very spiteful. Um, Jonah is not my guy, nor Jay Shells, for that matter. Um, we've ended that bit. It's done. Multiple people told me that match sucked. Other people told me it ruled. I'll never watch it to find out. You'll live in mystery. Jay Shell, we're back. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. That, that's quite funny. I did see that that match was good. I'm still not going to watch it either, though. Yeah. Well, we have we respect our time, you know. We listen, folks. We wouldn't talk about professional wrestling. We've both we have our lines, we draw them, we respect each other's lines, you know. Like when Punk comes back and he has great match, I'm not gonna text Jay Show, I'm gonna let her enjoy that line, you know. And there are lines I have sometimes when the Queen Charlotte Flair is cooking, I let that line go. I, I erase the line. Other times I redraw the line, you know. This is, we need our lines, is what I'm <laughs> is what I'm saying here. Which is a very common phrase in professional wrestling, but nonetheless, we do have. I would just personally like to say, off the back of that, I think it's crazy how Charlotte has now decided, "Hey, I'm not going to come back for a little while after that. Just sit with that match." Yeah. Just sit with that match. I know her nose is broken and everything, but like, Miss Girl, really. So, the week of WrestleMania, we were doing a show on WrestlePurist, and and Monty was like, "There's already talk that, that Charlotte's not going to be around." after WrestleMania for a while. And I didn't say anything on the air, because, like, whatever. But I was thinking, why? Like, and to be clear, I have no issue with it. But I was thinking, in my head, I was kind of thinking, I swear, like, she just came back. She did. And then, yeah, and then immediately there was the story. And, like, look, good for her. I mean, she's doing her thing. She's been, Well, maybe she doesn't know. like the sale idea. Maybe. I also do think, like, you know, that – crop of of talent has been there longer than i think people realize you know like charlotte signed in i think 2012 maybe 2013 like that's a that's a long career you know you uh if you look at for example trish we're going to talk about tonight you know today because she's relevant obviously as of right now back in the in the story again but trish's like full-time career was like six years i think which is it kind of gives you some perspective on like some some of these women have been really rolling for a long time here that that, that kind of a horsewoman crop so to speak but look if you can do what charlotte does these days do it 
Oh, hell, I'd be doing it. You yeah, know, God bless. 2012 was the year she was signed. That's crazy, right? 11 year run. Like, and obviously the main roster next year, I get that they're different, but I do I think, think sometimes people miss that a little bit. It's also super different because she's been at WWE for 12 years. Yeah. Like, like through and through, like she was mm-hmm. trained there. And like, I, just, I think that's so interesting, especially like with her being such a star now. She doesn't have to resign. She could literally do whatever she wants to. Yeah. Just like Mercedes and Cisco does. So. Indeed, who we will talk about. And the other thing, too, of someone like Charlotte is, and I don't mean this to disparage because it is what it is, but like, you know, she's talked about how she wasn't someone who was like, she wasn't like a super fan of the business, right? It was saying, and, and very much she had that kind of that, um, that, that motivation with Reed and such, which I always thought was, was rather touching. But, I think that also makes it different too, right? Like it's, it's much more, I think, transactional for her. When she gets into it, when she's around, if she if she gets into that, she'll obviously go crazy the way she did at Mania. She won't put on one of her best performances. Um, and there are other times you can tell when she's not into it, it shows, right? So like she's she's winning right now. She's working like half the year. Every time she's around, she's the champ. <laughs> she loses the belt and she goes. She's, she's Brock Lesnar. She is. Literally Brock Lesnar. She is, yes. Um, she needs to figure out the Brock match, though, right? She needs to find her version that's, like, four minutes long, you know? That's the real money right there. Oh, my God. No, please. No. I mean, it would be bad, but also it would be kind of beast, right? Like, if Charlotte was, like, she was the first major. Well, I guess Ronda kind of did it. I'm imagining Charlotte doing, like, like, what would be her version of the German suplex deal? Like, the suplex city spot? Like, what would be her natural selection city? She just keeps doing the <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um No, yeah, have... the big boot. It's the big boot for sure, I think. Like, get up! Get up! Get up! <laughs> that would be especially funny because the her, all of the her peers always seem to hate taking that big boot. They make it even funnier. Um nonetheless. Okay, we have some news here. Brian Cage is officially re-signed with AEW per Sean Rossap. Um, it seemed like things were trending that way after they won at Supercard of Honor. Who cares? Yeah, it's whatever. Right? It's it's fine. I mean, it's I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not a big fan, but it is what it is. Um, I never really got the the WWE rumors. Always felt like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they were interested in something. Like, what a weird fit that would be, right? Like what? Go off, what would, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of WWE. I would like us to start there, if you don't mind, Jay Shell. Well, last time we spoke, it was the WrestleMania review. It was quite the uh, night after Old Code Man had, had had failed to finish the story. Yeah. And we were on the air when the press conference was happening, right? And we were kind of reacting to some of the stuff that was in the chat, and Bob was very upset. Um, And there was this particular quote where Triple H was talking about how you know, the clue was in the idea of finish the story because the story never ends. The story always continues forever and ever. Um, now, how do I put this? I believe that to be one of the more dumb things anyone has ever said in the history of the world, actually. I, I, I don't think that's, I, like, the more I fall back, the more annoying it is to me. Um, what do you make of the theory that because there's TV next week, no story can ever end? <laughs> What do you think, Triple H? That was just the best way you could spin it. What do you think? That was just like the worst spin ever. Like that was the ultimate cop out. Yeah. Like that's not even. Well, obviously, obviously, no duh. <laughs> it's so bad. 
<laughs> like, of course the stories end. <laughs> like, what is, just because the show goes on doesn't mean the stories don't. Anyway, I bring this up um, because there was some talk that, you know, uh, Dave, I think, reported that there was, that no point was Cody planned to win this match. All times, it was going to be uh, Roman winning. Now, my first question is, do you believe that? Fair. Uncertainty on the face there. A certain. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Maybe. if I could say yes. I don't know if I could say no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I have seen that. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. The the Triple H yeah. Booker T stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not ideal. Um. Now, the reason uh, I ask you the question is, I know you were pretty, I would say you were a proponent of the, the Triple H regime for the most part, right? We had our critiques of it, and I think most people can agree that it was certainly better than what we had before. Um, now, my, my question to you would be, if that is true, and at no point Cody Rhodes was winning the title, does that make you question Triple H's like, vision or read on the audience? Because... To me, if it was never the intention, that feels like a misstep to me, you know? That well, feels kind of preposterous he, to me. I think he's already made a few missteps, so I wouldn't put it mm -hmm. past him, yeah. honestly. Like, I just think that he made a lot of stupid branding decision, decisions in that case, if that's what he really was going to do from jump. Like, if from the beginning he was going to have Roman still win, he, they did way too big of a... Uh, like a parade yeah. for Cody, really. I think. Yeah. So. I wouldn't have framed it as finish the story, right? If he was never going to do that, that seemed that seemed like a mistake. Um, I'm intrigued. What would story is crazy? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Kind of feels like a rib. Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued. What would you circle as as missteps for for Triple H? One that a lot of people talk about is the women's division. That would, was would you kind of co-sign? Yeah. Yeah, I I always co-sign the women's division, but. He did get bullied into putting women's matches on the show, which is something we haven't <laughs> seen done before. So I might give him credit. Yeah. Um, um, works. I'm trying to think of specific ones. I think damage control is one, right? Damage control. Um, I think the live title reign. Yeah. The Ronda's title reign. <sighs> the, yeah, the women's division stuff was so women's rough. tag titles yeah. in general. Oh. I don't know. Um, Mia Yim, uh, Candice LeRae. Um, did you was you surprised that neither of those women were in the showcase thing at Mania? Like, I thought that they would be a tag team. I'm not gonna lie to you because they were like working together, they were, yeah, that was a thing. And uh, then they started doing the Candice and Nikki thing. And I like I was just confused. I was surprised that none of those women ended up in the in the show. I mean, not to disparage the folks that were, but like you know, I think there was some spots in that match that maybe could have been used. But nonetheless, um, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I think he does a lot of things well. He's a logical booker. I think he, may, but I definitely think it's it's you know, you look back on NXT, you kind of think about it. He definitely leans heel. And it's not surprising to me that he may have been bullish on the bloodline thing continuing on, um, which I know you're not 
enthralled by has anything changed your mind since like in the week and changed since then about more bloodline or are you are you done with this i i'm not gonna watch the bloodline stuff anymore i'm also not as invested in like sammy and kevin as other people are to like help me still get Mm -hmm. through the bloodline so it's it definitely isn't helping the only way like you can convince me to like get interested in the bloodline is if you add women and obviously that's not happening because that ship has like sailed so far away so yeah I have to be honest. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of both guys, but I, I will be honest in saying that when I saw that pre-tape where Sammy was like pleading with Jay to break away from the bloodline and then he just beat him up again at the end of the show, I was like, good Lord. Like, it feels like we're going in circles with this. And I'm sure there's more detail to it than what I just described. So I don't want to be uh, dismissive of it, but it just feels like, I don't know. To me, it's one of those things where it's like, genuinely, it's the way I see it. One thing I will say yes. that he has done like really good though is like the Judgment mm-hmm. Day. I I killed really, it with that. Yeah, yes. he turned that around. He's done. A, he's there's genuinely he's done a lot of stuff. There's a handful of things he's done really really well, and I think he did overall a good job. My fear with the Bloodline is this basically. It's like there is a chance that he maintains the heat that this thing had with Cody, and by the time we get to SummerSlam. I'm made a fool of, and I'll, I'll eat my words happily. You know, if that match is bigger at SummerSlam than it was at WrestleMania, I'll be the first one to be like, I got it wrong. I'll believe it when I see it, but if it happens, I'll be the first one. But it just feels like the longer we go with this bloodline thing, the more you're going to kind of, in a lot of ways to me, diminish what made it so good. People really did love this angle and still do, unquestionably. The crowds are still into it. But if you if you keep going in circles, you know, like eventually you kind of take the shine off of it. Um, there are many A storylines that have proved that through wrestling history. And I do fear by the time this bloodline thing's done, everyone's going to forget how good it was at one point. Just kind of like, well, whatever. Cause it's, I don't know. I don't know if there's an end in sight. Um, what do you think the chances are that by the time we get to SummerSlam, we'll, you know, misread this and it'll actually be hotter than ever. What do you think? <laughs> You say again? Okay, fair. Works for me. We'll see. We'll let it play out. Um, okay. Now, regarding Cody and Triple H, we'll talk about Triple H as a booker. Let's quickly touch on the the kind of big topic since we last spoke is that, you know, the night after WrestleMania, Vince um, changed the whole show, seemingly to pop himself. He was less involved on Friday and last night. So we'll see kind of what it balances out as. What was your response, though, to him like immediately going from zero to hundred with that raw and going absolutely nuts on it. And they're just kind of letting everyone just fear him for a week. That was something, right? There's a TikTok, Joe. I'm going to do the movement. Okay. <laughs> is, 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 is the thumbs down now like a TikTok exclusive? Is that the, I feel like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Familiar, a familiar gesture. It's a, um, face too. it's a facial. Ex- was you surprised? <laughs> Was she surprised? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, not honestly, no. I, I thought that that just made sense because he was there. And I know that he, like people were saying he had, definitely had a hand in WrestleMania mm-hmm. as well. So I'm not I'm not surprised. And that like the news of the sale leaked and they wanted to impress the investors because they had the relationship with Vince and everything like that. It it makes sense. It's what he would do, obviously. Yeah. Um, as a fan, I was talking to, to someone about this the other day, like, as a fan, does it limit your investment some to kind of, 
like even if Triple H runs the TV regularly, the idea that he can change decisions like on a whim is kind of terrifying, right? Knowing how impulsive he is and how easily he can just be swayed, like I don't know. That is scary. Like, if you like care about a superstar, like I care about Bianca, yes. obviously. Like, yeah. okay, that's a little like nerve wracking, but him being there just makes me not want to be invested in it. Period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, it's weird one because I do think you're like last night's show. They had obviously the travel issues. It was actually a really good show. Um, what I saw of it, I should say, but and there will be consistently good shows, I think, on the TV when he kind of just stands, you know, lets Triple H do his thing. But if at every pay per view or every big decision he then is going to be involved, it's almost like that in some ways is worse, right? Because you're going to like dangle this carrot of you know what was, and it's going to be that's going to be a really strange thing long term, and it does appear that's going to be what it is long term, so um. We'll kind of figure out as we go what that looks like. Hopefully, it's you know a thing, a, a show people can still enjoy because a lot of people got back into it over this last six months and changed. So we shall see. Uh, one of the big things they're going to be building around is Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Cody, this is his like his rebound feud, I guess, right? And the assumption I hate is that so much. I'm not, not into it. Not I into really it. don't like it. I now, don't understand it. Well, I don't. I don't think there's. I mean. Have you heard like the reason they've kind of come up with? It's very bad. No. I only so, watched Raw after Mania. I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. So Brock hasn't had a chance to explain himself yet. So we'll see what he says when he gets a chance. But the thing that they've thrown in is this idea that he was mad that he was the opening match at WrestleMania. And this was a thing that supposedly Vince like directly said that should that Wade Barrett needs to say this on SmackDown. He was like, you know, I heard Brock was mad about his spot on the card. And then last night, Cody referenced this in his promo. And I don't I don't really understand why Brock would have... I mean, I think the actual reason to quite is they're just going to be like, it's Brock, he does what he wants. Yeah. But from a storyline point of view, he fucking hates the bloodline, you know? Like, why would he, <laughs> why would he not want to fight them? <laughs> And he was like recently a face. I'm, yeah. bro. That was like a unnecessary like 180 turn for me. I feel like, like I feel like Cody's storyline. Like I think he needed to cool off a little bit too. I would say mm-hmm. like take him off TV for a second because like you just like highly damaged his character, and then you have him get beat up the next day on Raw. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like it too much. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the match itself. Oh, I, I like a little bit this one. Heyman paid off Brock. Yeah, that that would be that would make some sense. Um, I'm torn. I really want to see the match. I worry a bit about how Cody presents himself in the feud because I think he's going to go full like underdog. He got a really good promo on Raw, but he also did the very dramatic like, "Yeah, I'm scared of Brock." You know, of course I'm scared. And it was like, "Oh God, this is going to be it's very scared me a lot." Um, it's going to burst into tears in the middle of their match you know it's going to be a whole ordeal but I will say the crowd is still super into to Cody um, I think it's sucky how they had the um, Dusty Rhodes documentary come out like a week after after Cody lost yeah. that's cr- that's like disrespectful yeah I heard that was very good I don't know if, you, if you've seen it I haven't yet I don't, I'm gonna I watch, don't watch those documentaries but I did hear that it was good some of them are good um you know, it depends on the, uh, well, 
Depends on who they get to interview for those things. There's some, there's a lot of liars in professional wrestling, folks. I'm sorry to announce, but I've heard that Dusty on his trip. I will watch that at some point. Who'll be lying? Well, there's a certain fella that, you know, uh, he was in the NWO and he you know, he tells a, a tall tale or two, you know. I am aware that one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, uh, well, he lies about everything, basically. <laughs> But one of the things, one of my favorite things he says on it, that is not even a lie, it's just funny. So Hall and Nash are talking about how, like, Hulk was kind of corny. Like, you know, they would do those promos and Hulk would be like, brother this, brother, and they would kind of have to rein him in. So they ask Hulk about this, like, early chemistry, and he goes, he goes, it was tough at the start, you know, because none of us were friends. It's like, well, hold on, stop, pause, hold up. There were three of you. Two of the three were best friends, and you were the third man. Now, I'm no mathematician, Jay Shell, but it seems like you didn't, they didn't like you. You know, that's what it's, <laughs> like, like being in a group of two best friends, like, yeah, none of us liked each other. It's like, well, no. Well, that is alternative facts. <laughs> it's such a, truly, it is a shame that he is a like legitimate piece of shit because on some level I pop for like that kind of that's that's good lying, you know, like just throwing your hands up like oh none of us like each other. Yeah, that's just um, funny. That yeah, doesn't hurt it, anybody either. No, exactly. There's a lot of that stuff. And uh Bruce Pritchard, whew, he's in rare form whenever he's on that show, just make just making stuff up. Fuck it, you know, just lie. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they just make stuff up all the time. Like he was talking about Yoko, he probably thinks this is true because he has no reason to lie about it. But, like, I know quite a lot about Yoko's in his career, just as a fan. And, like, Bruce said, like, four things in that documentary that I knew immediately were not true. And, like, just you just let it roll because it's, it's, fucking, it's probably what Bruce remembers, you know? Like, he was talking about how... Um, he was talking at one point about how Yoko, like, he did the Duke weight loss camp in his home. He's like, no, this is... No, this has never been. This is not true, Bruce Pritchard. You're lying again. But again, like he's—I don't think he's—he's inte- he's just Bruce Pritchard. He has to, anyway. Nonetheless, um, yes, Greg Garner is the best liar of all time. He's invented every good wrestling angle ever. The one who traded Paige Van Um, maybe the one who traded Tiff. Tiffany oh. Stratton. Have you seen her new shirt? It definitely is Tiffany Stratton. Huh? Have you seen her new shirt? No. Hold up. Hold I know she hasn't watched Phil Ruka tonight. I did see that. This is. I actually might watch that. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that for sure. Um, I need to. I noticed they put Jakara Jackson and um, Lash Lash Legend together. Oh, graps. Um, right. Okay, I'm gonna try and find this, folks, because I, I want to see Jay Shell's legitimate oh, yeah. reaction to this T-shirt. Um, it's nothing like problematic or bad. It's just funny. Okay. okay. It's... Oh, I thought it was problematic. I was like, oh, God. No, it's not. I understand your concerns. <laughs> Especially regarding the wrestler that, we're, that is under uh, discussion here. Okay, where is this fucking deal? Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this, folks. Bear with me. It will be on the screen in mere moments, I promise. It is being added to the StreamYard now. Jay Shell can attest that can take some time while that's there. I thought I'd just show this. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> with, with, with that time filled. Who made that? 
Um, that's like a real graphic someone made. To celebrate oh, I know, Vince. yeah. Uh, but then Duke simply put Bob's. Uh, okay. Here it is. Oh, here it is. I thought Shoot did that. Oh wow! <laughs> Look at that shirt. Toodles is crazy. That's fucking incredible. It looks like it's like Y two K with all that glitter. Like it's gonna end up like this store. That is an incredible piece of business. Now, firstly, let's break this down. Well, I don't watch NXT closely enough, but he's like that. No, I haven't seen the Inner J shirt either. Okay, I'm going to have to show that now. This is just shows taking a, a traumatic turn here. Um, I don't know if you keep up to it, like, keep up with it more than I do, but is that, like, a thing she says? Like, does I, her character just say, I'm hot regularly, or is that, like, just, is this the T-shirt exclusive? What's the deal? I think that's the T-shirt exclusive, but I know that there are some people in the chat who watch NXT regularly, so. Yeah. Now, the place, not only is Toodles funny, but the placement of the toodles too, you know, the way that it's high, like it's like a shirt, not like it's a, a you know sports jersey name. <laughs> the toodles, oh, it's on her Titantron. That's on her Titantron. That's crazy. Wait, hold up, hold up. Her Titantron just has "I'm hot" or "toodles." Which one? I mean, I'm. I mean, Eva's funny. I just feel like one's funnier than the other. You know? Does she say "toodles" when she wins? I know she should. She every time I've seen her, she's been very impressive, legitimately. Like it has a peach representing her ass. Yes, I'm about to put it on the screen. Uh, the shirt that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, here we go, folks. We'll return to our regularly scheduled program in a moment. Here, uh, let me remove this Tiff Strat uh, T-shirt. Okay, here we go. This is now we're moving to the Anna J. T here. This one caused some discussion, dare I say. Some discourse even. Oh. <laughs> Wait, now this is a this is a television catchphrase right here. False. Didn't Ty used to say something similar? Yes. She also said she will be buying the shirt because I believe she's the to the effect of it, like, you know, it's on it's on brand for her. Well fair. Yeah. I'm um I want to find out this came from Chris Jericho. Um, because the idea of him pitching it is real grabs, you know? <laughs> it feels like Jericho, right? I'm sure you can find out on AEW All Access. Very good. Speaking of such, Jaysha, what have you made <laughs> of the first couple of episodes of AEW All Access? Yeah, I just wanted to do that transition because it was actually funny. The last episode was um, Ty kind of talking with the Bucks. And it was like actually her pitching an idea that she had, which was like her winning the title. Or I think she was just having a match or either winning the title with Mercedes Martinez when she had the ROH women's title. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it didn't end up happening. But I really like the idea of like kind of giving that glimpse into what it actually is like for the wrestlers. Um, I, I it has made me like Ty again, not Sammy, but it is definitely made me like Ty again, which I think is good. It makes me like Brit a lot too, which is really interesting. I didn't, I'm not a Brit fan, but I'm I'm low key getting there. I think it's a really good representation of AEW, especially with all of like the um the um, locker room controversy, like everyone right. hates each other, they got beef type thing. I think the fact that they have this show is another audience that they can reach too as well, because like like. For me, that would be the perfect show to get me into wrestling when I was younger. Like, 
like a reality mm-hmm. type TV show, something like that, I think is super interesting for them. And I would like to see them like, even if they take maybe some um, people who are in like ROH, even like once they get on the road or like whatever ends up happening with that, or maybe some younger wrestlers and even put them on the show and kind of show their development as well. Cause that's one thing that's been really beneficial for Ty on the screen is she's like struggling, but she's like documenting her progress at the same time. So I think that's a really interesting story for, for some of the younger wrestlers as well. So I've only seen a couple of clips. Um, a few things I think worth talking about. Firstly, how much Eddie Kingston have we got thus far? Has it just been the Sammy thing? Is that That's all we've got? Just the Sammy thing so far, yeah. Yeah, which seemed, in fairness, to be pretty, you know, for a reality TV segment, seemed relatively grounded and authentic to who what there that was, looked like. You know? There was a little part where he was, like, introducing himself, and he was like, wrestling's not fake. That was the main, like, first thing he wanted to get out there was the fact that wrestling was not fake. That was the first True. thing he wanted to say. That sounds about right. Um, do you think... So I agree with everything you said. And it's one of those things that while I don't think it's for me, I I'm, I'm think it's good that it exists. And like, we saw with Total Divas, right? Like the way that, cross, that they've got a different audience. Um, do you think there's a danger though that you like with this show exacerbate that kind of, that online perception that everything is a work and everything's like, they're planning something, you know? Um, the reason I say that is, you know, clearly some things in AEW have escalated quite dramatically backstage and certain guys have played it better than others and certain guys are seeing at home right now because of stuff. You know, like, a lot went on. Um, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara may have figured out their stuff. Another guy turned up to work and tried to fight Sammy Guevara and hasn't been seen since. And it's like, do you think in some ways this could be dangerous with how online that roster is? It could almost like you know, it could almost uh, worsen that kind of infighting in some ways. What do you think? Is that something of police? I mean, I think the fact that it's so heavily edited really benefits them. Like yeah. they can, if something's really going down, they can take it out. But I think it's mainly just like the people who aren't gonna want to be on TV. Like they, they're just not gonna be on TV. I guess like they just have yeah. to like avoid. Because I guess some people in wrestling like don't want to have that other piece of wrestling, which is like the extreme online connection with fans. Like old school wrestlers, obviously, sometimes they don't want to be on. But like, I think it's also beneficial for them to be on as well because like that improves their pop- popularity like across the yeah. board. To be honest, like I think the the biggest challenge that they're gonna face with it though might just be like them struggling, like between each other to get on the show. I think is going to be the main yeah. concern because like, I don't know how well the show is doing, but obviously I don't like re- ratings and stuff like that, but it does seem like it's working like to increase popularity and stuff like that. So I think some people are going to be a little upset that they're not on there. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, the re- yeah, the only reason I asked was because I think we both know, we both know how wrestlers behave well enough to know that they can be a rather paranoid bunch they can get themselves worked up about things that are and i just i do think that could be something to watch and hopefully it's handled well internally and everyone knows the lines of what's real and what's not and uh because i think it's it's you know a net positive and i think the fact the show exists always is a is a win for the promotion and i'm glad that you know you're enjoying it and watching and you obviously have a different perspective to like the general viewer of that show would watch it even differently than you, right? Because you're like more plugged into the kind of stories beyond the stories. Um, I'd be really intrigued how it would play to someone who just went in completely blind, like not even any frame of reference on like 
you know, if Britt Baker's a good wrestler or who Eddie Kingston is, it would be fascinating to me how these people would come across because wrestlers are fucking nuts, you know. I don't know, I don't know how they'd be perceived. So, yeah. um, it's interesting. To be clear, I don't know how many people are watching that way. I doubt many, but um, nonetheless, I'm glad it exists. Okay. We have some Liv Morgan to talk about. Indeed, we do. She pinned Trish Stratus last night. You aware of this? Yeah, I did. I oh. saw the clip. I didn't watch the match, but I did see the clip. Well, probably for the best. Um, <laughs> it was where it was. You know, it happens. I, I'm not going to give anyone shit for Raw last night, like who had bad matches. There was only a couple, but it was very late notice. Things were changing a lot, and it is what it is. It's a very hectic day at TV, I'd imagine. But, um, but. Firstly, let's talk about Liv. She pinned Trish, which has got to be a career best. Like, it's one of the best moments for her career, I'd imagine, right? Like, even wrestling Trish is crazy, but pinning her, that's, that's nuts. Um, so, her and Raquel are the tag team champs. I'm intrigued by your take on this. We know you're a big Liv fan. You are not quite as big a fan of Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, what do you make of, of them as the world's tag team champions? I'm okay because Liv got the pin. That's all I mean. Yeah. That's- um, the other one's not that bad sometimes. If I just, if I just, the other one, the other one. If I just, if I try really hard, I can just be okay with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I wanna, I wanna see like the finish of the match. Did Trish turn before or after? After, right? Yeah, after. She was. They kind of framed her like a, like a bad loser almost. You know, like she yeah. kind of lashed out. Yeah. Um. You said, by the way, you know when you describe the team, you sound like me talking about the Good Brothers. The other one's okay. I, I can I can get around it. You know, so that's the way I view them. Um, Wait, I'm which one do you like? Don't don't play them like that. That's 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 crazy. Asking me that question on the air, that's crazy. You could have ruined my whole career with that. That was that was dangerous. See, my life just flashed before my eyes when you asked that. I like I don't know. I had an event then. You know, it was horrible. Anyway, um, is there a concern as a Liv Morgan fan? That like this tag thing is so weird, right? Like it's like it's good. And when like your arrest you like wins the tag belt, you pop. But it's it never has any and it always just goes in circles, you know? It's like there's no meaning. I don't have any investment. Cool, she won tag titles. Yeah. What else? It's a bummer. It doesn't need to be this way, but that's the way it is. Yeah. I have a question. Where was it Trish? Who came out first, or was it Lita who came out first with Becky? Because I thought um, I thought Becky and Lita won the belts. They did. did they they did Freebird yesterday. No, they they did an angle where someone attacked Lita. Now okay. we don't know whom. I don't think. So technically, they did do Freebird. Technically, yeah, but it was more a case of like Trish late notice that said, "I'm going to defend this belt." And, and how would you do that if you're not the champion? Technically, it Lita- seems like. Someone is assisting Trish Stratus. I don't know what that means. Nor do I, but I wanted to say it in a way that made you assume I was hinting at a scoop, even though I don't have anything. I'm very confused. How do you have free bird rules for a team that is not a team? How do you declare when free bird rules are okay? They could just be friends and be like, hey, come come defend my tag bet with me because my partner doesn't feel like it. Well, that's what it is. I think it's more that than a formal free, but it's almost like when Sammy defended on behalf of uh, Jim Uso. The other, it's sort of. I think if you're a tag team, you can just say I'll defend it with anyone. <laughs> I think that's the way it works. I think. I think that's how that goes. Well, what do you? 
I mean, that's how it, that is how it goes. That's not how the <laughs> There's no debate about this. This is what no, happened. Nobody, nobody explained it. Nobody said anything. They just go, oh. I think Lita has to sign like a waiver. You know? Okay. Like yes. Like oh yes. Trish Stratus can defend the women's tag title. Now we're bottle. talking. Now we're talking. Yes. I should have yeah, noted the waiver. Oh my god, like a godfather or a godmother for the tag titles in case the person <laughs> is unable to defend there's a godmother. Okay, fair. Um pitch. What if Tiff Strat is is uh Trish Strat's backup? Are we in? What are we thinking? Sure. See, once upon a time when I was in my prime. I'd have done like a five minute Alexa Bliss pitch there, but I haven't I haven't got the I haven't got the juice for it anymore. <laughs> I haven't got I haven't got it in me, you know. I just I can't. I have no I've not got the energy for this. But nonetheless, um so that's where we're at with Liv. So you're kinda whatever on it, as much as it popped you, so you know. It's cool she won, who cares, right? Unfortunately. Who gives a fuck about the tag titles anyway? Yes, yes. Um, but you will you will persevere with quote the other one, which I respect. All right. Now, Becky and Trish. Um, excitement level for that feud. Is that something you're into? Where do you stand on that as a potential feud for the summer? Seven. That's pretty good. Seven. Now, what's the main selling point for you there? It, to me, kind of, I think the most interesting part is Trish getting the chance to be a heel again, which she hasn't done in, God, what, 17 years, right? <laughs> right? Like, because every time she came back, she was always a baby face. She's yeah. a legend. Like, that's the most interesting. Is it the same for you? Where do you stand on the kind of what, what jumps out for you? Um, I'm more intrigued in a Trish singles match. I also like the idea of Becky being like the legend killer too for the woman. I think that's a super Ooh. interesting idea if they go with something like that because she already had the match with Lita, of course. I think it's Ooh. an interesting like pairing and I think it's a big like superstar match for the summer for them. Um, and it's a good non-title now women's yep. feud. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not. You is not taking Bianca's belt. We need to chill in the comments. We need to chill. We'll, we'll get to that, folks. Everyone, yep. calm down. Everyone, check. Calm down. It's a little bit of an emotional day. I was just asked who I prefer between the Good Brothers. I understand you're lashing out on my behalf, folks. You don't need to do that, okay? <laughs> Tiffany Stratton has a new T-shirt. Take it easy. Calm, everyone calm down. Jay, shall tell the people to calm down, please. We need to calm down. Yeah. 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 There we go. Okay, now, <laughs> back to this Becky Lynch Stratus smash. I think the match itself will probably be pretty damn good, and I hope that Trish really has fun with the character part of it. I'm intrigued by this legend killer business, you know. Not even, because you wouldn't even do it as like, you know, as the way Randy did it. It would more be, it would be cool if just as a baby face, she just went to, she wanted to like prove her worth against all of the great women of yesteryear. That's just like a cool, like who could she work with? Beth would be an obvious one, right? Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't done the Beth match. Oh, that match. They should have been done that match. They had the spooky in the cell. They had the spooky in the cell. They should have did it. Yeah. She's, to be fair, I mean, that, they could have done that. You're right. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I, I agree with that completely. We'll get there. We will get there. Um, try to think of other matches they could do with Becky. Hmm. Other legends. What legends still work in like the Rumble? That's gonna That's be what, yeah. What would, would be willing to come back? Michelle always looks like she like is ready to go when she does those spots, right? She could be like a SummerSlam thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I like the I like the idea that I don't need to kind of think about the name some. But this this get to the uh, the aforementioned you know Bianca business. That is, I think that's announced. Or it's, it seemed like where we're going for the next pay per view. Bianca and Io. She's pregnant. Well, yeah, I will say, <laughs> and I'm I we've all loved Kelly Kelly. God bless her. But that headline where it was like Kelly Kelly announces pregnancy, she'll step away from wrestling for the time being, was fucking incredible like you're me because i immediately read it and was like wait what <laughs> and all of the replies said it too it was something it's hmm? just the appearances at like conventions and stuff so yes absolutely it's not her, it's just the way it was framed you know it was what made it funny it home. but it's good for her home. are you a, are you a big um kelly kelly merchant did you just hear me sing the song <laughs> listen there's a lot of wrestling songs that are sung that are not necessarily indicative of one being i do love kelly kelly Good, good. Kelly Kelly's a right. living legend, bro. Works for me. Um, <laughs> the thing with Bianca and Eo is, if it feels like the real headline here is is damage control being done, right? It feels like that's like I don't think it's about Eo winning so much as it is Bailey's going to do something really mean here, isn't she? She's going to do something dastardly, dare I say? What is she um, going to do? I think she's going to cost Eo the match. <gasps> I like that. If I can't beat her, you can't beat her. You know that that deal, that old sign dance. You yeah. bitch. She's gonna call her a bitch. She's gonna, ha, ha, ha. she's gonna do that laugh she does. She's gonna call her a bitch. The the laugh. Um, but yeah, I think that's where they're going. Are you excited though for Bianca and Io, nonetheless? That match is gonna be great. Absolutely. Because Bianca's yeah. one of the people who can move faster. Mm-hmm. She's definitely one of the faster women's wrestlers. So, yeah. in my personal opinion, I mean, well, what I saw in Japan put that to shame. But oh. Let's, let's talk about it. we got to talk about that. That was some, that was some real grabs. Um, Mercedes Monet defended the IWGP Women's title against Azumi and Hazuki. And um, they had like 13 minutes and they packed just an insane amount of real grabs in this. I mean, it was fucking awesome. Absolute thriller. Uh, you text me when you was watching it. I hadn't seen it yet, but I caught up on it. Um, I was glad you enjoyed it. Just broad takeaways, and we'll kind of get into it overall. Go ahead, Joshua. Yeah, I I had a very emotional <laughs> connection to that match. I don't know why. I was mm-hmm. just like, it was not what I was expecting at all. I think. I think when I was um, watching it, I was more so expecting more like the the Kyrie Sane match because that was a little bit slower. I think, and yes. like obviously it was longer, so it was a little more spread out. That, no, every time you blink, something was happening, and that's perfect wrestling for me. You guys all know. I was on New Japan World, by the way. Um, yeah. I showed Dylan yesterday too because I really just wanted to rewatch it anyway, and it was mm-hmm. still as cool as the first time. And now I'm excited for her next match. Somebody's going to teach me how to watch Stardom, but I'm going to figure it out. A lot of pay per view, uh, a <laughs> lot of pay per view purchasing with Stardom, Mike, and I gather so. But that one will be worth it, I think. Um, yeah, in terms of this particular match, so I, I'm not a big uh, triple threat fella, as you know, Jay Show. I, I've I've been a little bit, I've I've lashed out at times about triple threats. <laughs> However, I was really glad the way they wrestled this one with the with the time they got. They they just kind of, they really just did like a high high speed style match in the sense that it was all out, you know. And as you said, you couldn't blink. 
they did a really good job of sequencing things together. Everyone felt involved at almost all times, right? Like some of the little combinations they put together. Um, was that the first time you'd seen Azumi and Hazuki? Was that the first time? Okay, so we have news here. So Nif Meng says, did you know that Kelly Kelly was Hazuki from Stardom's favorite wrestler growing up? I think I remember reading she may have influenced her getting into wrestling. Okay, now, I was already a fan because Hazuki had one of my favorite matches of the year so far. Great wrestler. This is a game changer, though, right? I mean, this is this is good shit right here. Well, yes, that is good shit. Yes, indeed it is. The Kelly Kelly stand wrestling the way that Hazuki wrestles is fucking off. That's, That's amazing. Um, she, genuine. Joe. Yes? I, did you? I want to pull up my text message to you about the finish because that was one of my favorite finishes to a match ever. It was pretty sweet. I don't Absolutely. Let's see, but I know I said something about them banging their heads together. <laughs> I remember you were very fired up. I do. I do. I recall this. I said, Joe, she finished the match by having two women crack heads on each other. I mean, true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, genuine question: Your first time seeing both Azumi and Hazuki. Are they the fastest women's wrestlers you've ever seen? Azumi moves so fast, I can't tell she's moving. Like she's outrageous. Yeah, I, she's ridiculous. That dive spot she did to the floor, the way she like just sailed through the air, like. I didn't know that they had other like starter women help catch them. That yeah. was the first time I saw that. I was like, oh, those real grabs. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not an aficionado on Joshi by any means. Um, Azumi is. I think pretty regularly listed as like one of the faster wrestlers. Um, I know they said she was like high speed champion. Yes. Yeah, exactly. James mentions this fast. And I'm sure there is. We're not, you know, we're not experts. I mean, I've this year I've tried to make an effort to watch more. Um, it's hard because there's so much wrestling, but I've watched like the main matches. Yeah. Both those two have impressed me so, so much. Hazuki wrestles with this, like this desperation, you know, she's like, she's yeah. so, um, Urgent. everything. She, yeah. Urgency, that's it. Yeah, like she's just she really feels like she's chasing a win. It's it's very, I, very compelling. I don't know, like I need like a comparison. How big of stars are they in Japan? Like if you were to compare them to like or I maybe the question. can help with that. Like if you yeah. were to compare them to like a WWE or AEW wrestler, like male or female, just to give an idea of where they sit in yeah. terms of like star power. I love the question. I actually am interested in the answer on that too because I'm not, again, I'm not an expert either. And I, I mean, Japanese wrestling is interesting in that regard anyway because, like, some, like, a top, there's top guys in promotions that a lot of hardcore fans from overseas watch that aren't necessarily big stars in Japan. The same way that maybe, like, a Josh Alexander, for example, in Impact. It's like, if you just watched his match in Impact, it's like, he feels like a big deal, but obviously he's not, you know, like, is he's not famous for, in the States. Is right? that for Ozmi? The Darby Allen comparison. I know that. Over, um, yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. I know that um, Mayu, I think that's how you say her name, the one who she had the press conference yes. with this morning is like apparently a legend. Yes. Yeah. That match is people in the know are framing oh, that match as oh, like. Liv Morgan. Okay. Yeah. My To me, almost more interesting is, and those of you in the chat that are more familiar, please for an answer this because I don't know. What would be like, so. Bianca Belair, to me, is not that far away from like, the biggest male stars in the industry. Nor is Mercedes, for that matter. How's the comp between the Joshi talent and, like, 
Okada in Japan. That's what always intrigues me. Like, I never get a good read on that, you know, because obviously it's very different in Japan, absolutely. So, um, in terms of the Mayo Mercedes match, people in the know are absolutely framing that as like, like a GOAT candidate match, which is pretty cool. It's really cool this run's happening. Like, we talked about when it was taking shape. To see any mainstream star decide they're going to just do their thing in Japan is cool in itself, but for it to be a female star, wow, this is history. It's very, very special. So, um, Kirby says Azumi is like uh, Ali and Hazuki is like NXT Bailey. Interesting. I think it really makes sense, like even just presentation wise. Yes. I, I love Azumi's presentation. I think that she looks like she could get over in the US. Somebody had it in a comment earlier too, but she, yeah, first. please don't. Please do not come. Do not come here. We bad people. I <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm with you though. She definitely would. Um, the the one I think when 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 she does eventually do something in the state, Starlight Kid will go over huge. Maybe you've seen her. She's super quick, like crazy, crazy. Okay. Quick. And her presentation is is spectacular too. Uh, yeah, Azumi is twenty. She started. Jason's comment this is from she started in stardom at nine years old. She and Starlight Kid, I was just talking about probably the two fastest stardom wrestlers. Starlight Kid is 21. She started when she was 10 or 11. I whenever I see her, I'm like, yeah, if I were, if I had a territory, that'd be how do you start territory. professional wrestling at that age? How do you start professional wrestling in Japan? That's exactly what I want to know. Built different, you know. How do you how are you nine years old and you wake up and go basically go to wrestling? You walk in and they ask you a very simple question. They say, Are you the real? And if you, you say no, off. you leave. If you say yes, you get to work. You know, it's the way it works. We do the same thing at the late night grid. You know, remember that, Jay Shell? I do, do remember, yes. <laughs> I asked Dukes like 15 times before he answered it. Some x rays of my lungs with a dog in them. <laughs> that was a good line, but I was burying Dukes there. I was, you know. The idea of me asking Dukes 15 times if he was the real and him just saying no. <laughs> anyway, uh, the match was awesome. So you're, so you're in on watching the... Uh, are you thinking you may purchase the stardom deal? Where, where do you stand on that? Is, this... Is it expensive? I don't How know. How expensive? How much are these stardom shows? I'm on a budget. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure budget. they've... Um, no, someone said earlier they've not like announced how they're... Like how they're actually. Oh, like, maybe the Joshi retire early. I don't know. Yeah, well, the starting point Whoa. is you know it's tough. Hate says expensive. Maybe time to save up for the graps, folks. Maybe time. Oh, Duke said, oh, Duke said check my DMs. Okay. Duke's is sending legal links now. I'm sure this. Piece oh, of shit. I, I didn't know that I could view on there. I I will be I will be enjoying. Okay, um, <laughs> a couple other things here. Thank you, Dukes. Um, Switchblade Jay Wyatt. Famed member of the the iconic power rankings once. Thirty or forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they run a lot of pay per views. It must be said. Um, okay. Anyway, Jay White, famed member of the the great power rankings of yesteryear. Um, after almost every direction pointed in WWE's way. Then, like, last, you know, was it last Tuesday, there was that story of, like, nope, doesn't like it's happening. And then the next night he appeared on AEW, which absolutely means that WWE leaked that story the day before and was like, nope, not happening, spoil it, you know, which, whatever, fine. What did you make of that? That was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, I, we 
didn't do this. I, I, I knew he was going to wait out the sale, and then he waited yeah. out the sale, and now he's in AEW. I'm not very shocked. If if Vince was not involved, I think he would have signed with WWE. Obviously, there's the hiring freeze mm-hmm. too, which comes to play into that. But yeah. I think he would have signed with WWE if there was no sale and if Triple H was in charge. Once Vince came back and they were talking about the sale, I was like, what do you make of uh, he's kind of fit in AEW and the role he can play? It feels like he could be really big for them. Like he's he's thirty, <laughs> like he's he's got a lot left to offer. You know, he's what? fresh. When did they do that Juice Robinson Ricky Starks angle? When did they set that up? That was like four weeks ago. A lot of people believe that's when they got they were confident. You know, that's what yeah. I thought. I thought Jay White was coming out then. Me too. Yeah, and I think that was on purpose. Now we look back on it. You know. Because the big question everyone asked was, why did they set that up specifically with the Bullet Club thing? Because Juice could have just came out as Juice, right? Like Juice hadn't necessarily. I that was knew it. obviously, yeah. obviously they did it because of the Bullet Club. <laughs> no problem. You just said, oh, "I knew it." <laughs> like you were doing, like solving like a murder mystery or something, you know? Like detective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cracked it. Yeah, you slam your fist down. But uh, Jay White, what does this mean for MJF, Jay Shell? Nothing. Are you sure? Not now, anyway. Are you sure that, like, at some point he's going to walk into Tony's office and complain about something? Tony's going to say, you know what, man? Enough. I have Jay White now. Can we can we move on? By the time he's, by the time that they're ready to put him at the top level, I think that MJF won't be title, won't have the title anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think when they do like the Adam Cole stuff, he's there. I think that's what mm-hmm. they're gonna. Do. I don't think MJF is the one for him. Yeah, I actually agree completely. I think, uh, I think that's probably the title lineage. What you just said there. I don't know if you intended to do it that directly, but I think, I think we're gonna go to Adam Cole to Jay White. I think that's where we're headed with that belt. Which we, I mean, Adam Cole is a guy who's who's believe it or not still young after how long he's been around. Yes, Jay Shell. I have a guess for who wins after. Ricky Absolute Starks. Ricky Starks. Yes. yes. Real grabs. Ricky <laughs> Starks, Jay White. Now we're talking. Okay, I like it. Okay. I'm going to close with this, Jay Show, because I think it'll pop okay. you. I am headed to Paris, France in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> I've I'm seen on... you tweeting. Yes. I'm on a business trip yeah. to visit my friends at the World Wrestling Federation. Now, you may have seen this, but for the sake of conversational content, I will now read the card that is. I only saw the, the top match. I didn't. I didn't click. Oh, on Twitter, so. oh, you're in for a treat. Here we go, folks. This is the card that'll be waiting for me in Paris, France. The main event: we have Cody Rhodes and Seth Freakin' Rollins versus the Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I saw that one. Yeah. Not ideal, right? I'm not. You know, but it's all right. It's fine. As a Seth Rollins hater, I could see why you personally would not enjoy that. Yes, I'm very mad. But you know, my household would enjoy that a lot. I just don't understand why they have to be friends. You know, Cody's enough of a loser now about being friends with Seth freaking Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins won his WrestleMania match. Oh, it was against Logan Paul. That doesn't count. Okay. If you do, you think if you fought Logan Paul, you would win? <laughs> He'd kick the shit out of me. Joe, name an animal right now you think you could beat up in a fight. An animal? An animal. Like, and it has to actually put up a fight. Like, don't just shoot a a goose. 
Well, what, okay, so I'm now looking for an animal that's going to both put up a fight, but I can still beat it. Exactly, yeah. A little, give yourself a little challenge. In the in the comments in the chat, you guys can put up your animal too. I don't really want to talk about fighting animals. That feels dangerous. You know, it seems like I feel like it's up to the people. It's not just an icebreaker joke, Joe. Huh? It's just an icebreaker joke. I personally, quite frankly, Joshua, I do not like to break ice. Talking about beating up animals, I'm just it's not the way I, not the way I operate generally. I I respect it, I appreciate it, but well, I me just personally, I would choose a bear. A bear? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Now, hang on, for me, for me, no. Have some humility. That's outrageous. A bear? Come on. I would not choose a bear. That was just... anyway. Back to Paris, France. Here we go. This next match is pretty sweet. Raw Women's title, Bianca, Becky, Asker, and Bailey. Four way. That's pretty damn good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Now things unravel. Before so. that one for me. United States title. Bobby Lashley versus the Miz versus Austin Theory. Um, do you remember what I did earlier? Yes, the, this one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite usage of Bob. All right. <laughs> this next this next run of matches is. Fucking incredible. Okay. Dexter Loomis versus Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> That's a real match they're doing. That gives um the NXT live house shows. Indeed. This next one might be similar. Rick Boogs versus Omos. How much were those tickets? Too much. Angelo Dawkins versus Baron Corbin. I don't even get tears. Bad one. Dolph Ziggler versus my friend Bronson Reed. But never fear, the good brothers are here. Gallows and Anderson versus Ridge Holland and Butch. I'm happy you have that because if you didn't, I would say get a refund. Yeah, I need to be there. You know, I need to throw them up. You know the deal. I'm, I mean, they're going to tear it up with Dunn and, and Ridge. I mean, that's going to be a fucking classic. Can you imagine kind of match they're going to have? Chops. Why are you going all the way to France? How far is France from you? It's a you know, it's a little flight. I mean, they're, they're in England the week I go. For, I just oh. I like to party, you know. You like to party. You know, I'm famous for my for my <laughs> party antics. You know this, Jay Shell. Wrestling you know, fans are famous for their party antics. Okay. There's one thing they say about about Bing Bong. They say you can't go to Wembley. Bing Bong will go out party, and that's the last thing you need. You know, you keep, Bing Bong. It's, that's where the nickname comes from. You know. Bing Bong's a different character altogether, folks. We don't show it on the air. It's too extreme, quite is, frankly. It's too extreme. Is Bing Bong the name of the character from Inside Out, the purple one? I hope so. That's a great film. Because if it is, I think that we should put your face on it. That's a classic, actually. Inside Out is a classic. Good stuff. Um, well, we'll keep that in mind, folks. Uh, but that's, that's... Is, I have a new branding idea. Okay, good. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, good. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> On that triumphant note, Jayshell, do you have any plugs, any promotions, any final words? Um, you guys can just follow me on Twitter, Jayshell with three E's. Um, I don't really have anything. I post some DI resources on there sometimes when I when I create them. So if I have anything, you guys can check that out on my socials. And hopefully I'll actually have some DI wrestling stuff coming soon. There's a new partnership looming, so maybe. You know the three E's gimmick? Is that a tribute to EC3? It's a tribute to Swerve. That was very good. Very good. May age badly, but very good. Nonetheless, folks, 
I'll be back on this very platform. No, not this platform. Forget this platform. Thursday and Friday, latenightgrin.com. One dollar gets you in the house. The late night grin itself on Thursday and then WCW remade on Friday. I'll be back on this platform on the weekend for our spring stampede grin along. Jay Shell messaged me, said, I'm jealous. You're going to do that Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair match. What I would give, she said, <laughs> what I would give to be there for that one. Um, so that will be Saturday. It's going to be Bob, myself, Manny the Hooper, a couple of others, I think. So uh, lots going on, lots to look forward to. Jay Shell and Joe show, we're, we're looking Tuesdays here for the foreseeable. The time may change a little bit because, God, life is just kicking the shit out of me, you know. Just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you've gone up. I mean, you've got more stuff going on that's like actually interesting and such, but just most boring. You know, it's just over here. I'm just getting the shit kicked out of me. But we're going to try to get this show rocket every Tuesday once again now in our post-mania kind of season. We, we had a nice run before Mania. Now we're back on it. Tuesdays, time will be weekly kind of up and down, but we'll, we'll try and rock nonetheless. So we hope you enjoyed this, folks. Follow Jay Shell, the free E's included. Shout out to EC3. Um, I'm just kidding, folks. She has a new tattoo. I don't want to know what that is. Okay, fair. It's not well. It did look problematic. I don't think it was though. Uh, also, Bob and Oracle did a Fed Dead Redemption last night, in which Bob froze in the first ten seconds of the show, and so Oracle just did a solo promo for like ten minutes, and then Bob came in on his phone. It was quite the, uh, it's quite the event. So we quite wish him the best. Business. Well. Not everyone's a pro, Joe Shell, you know? Not everyone knows how to just grab a headlock and call some stuff. And, and I think the that Oracle just had to be Snoop Dogg in the moment because Bob was just Shane. If I had a dollar for every time I've said the phrase, I just think Oracle had to be Snoop Dogg in the moment. <laughs> I'd be a rich man, let me tell you. All right, folks, there you go. On that note, keep grinning, all how, and enjoy this outro. 